Welcome to Life on the Land, a Grazy Her podcast telling stories of women living in rural and regional Australia. I'm Sky Manson, your host for this, our final episode for 2020. Christmas is just around the corner. You can count the number of sleeps on one hand now. It's such a personal time, one where family rituals shine through year after year. And so for this episode, we've asked some of our regular contributors to Grazy Her and a few others to share with us an insight into how they celebrate Christmas, what's on the menu, how long they've been preparing for, how they manage to keep their food fresh, and what some of their beautiful family rituals look like. It's going to be hot this year at Jane Smith's home near Broken Hill. It always is at Christmas time. You'll know Jane from the pages of Grazy Her where she shares her beautiful recipes. And for Christmas this year, it's going to be a cold meal with a mix of new and traditional. Hi, I'm Jane and I live on a property in far western New South Wales, east of Broken Hill, with my husband, Terry, and our two children, Annabelle and George. And this year we will be spending Christmas at home. So just like in many other parts of Australia, it is always extremely hot here at Christmas time, often into the low 40s. Um, so I like to go a little bit against tradition, I suppose, and serve cold, a cold Christmas meal. And lunch tends to be our main Christmas meal. And that can vary usually depending on, um, on what we have on hand and what we feel like that year. But we sometimes have yabbies that we've caught on our property or we might uh, buy some smoked salmon. Every year we buy a really beautiful ham on the bone from our local butcher, so we always enjoy that. And I'll serve that with a really delicious fresh salad, such as an Asian style salad or a roast vegetable salad with lots of fresh herbs. In previous years, I've also cooked an Asian style duck recipe that is based on an old Kylie Kwong recipe, which um, has orange juice in it and lime juice and cinnamon sticks and I think soy sauce from memory and I've slow cooked that and then served it cold with a warm sauce and lots of fresh herbs such as coriander and that's also really delicious. My children love that. It's something a little bit different too that we don't um, we don't cook very often. There is a dessert that I've made for the last five or six years for Christmas and it actually featured in the 2016 summer issue of Grazier and that is a panettone ice cream cake which is light and cold and delicious on Christmas Day and it's something we look forward to every year and it's quite simple. It just really involves a store-bought panettone which we can even buy in Broken Hill nowadays at our local supermarket and uh, fruit mince mixture and vanilla ice cream and that is something um, yes it's always well received and can be done in advance and put in the freezer and tucked away until you need it on Christmas Day and for dessert we also enjoy traditional plum pudding and usually my mother-in-law makes a delicious uh, steamed plum pudding so we have a little bit of uh, traditional and a little bit of less traditional for dessert. What I really love about Christmas time is trying to 
create our own traditions and rituals that I hope Annabelle and George will remember as they get older. And I think there's something special about getting out the same decorations every year and cooking some of the same foods every year that everybody associates with Christmas and setting the table in a particular way because I know for me they're the things I remember from my childhood. So I really uh, yeah, try hard to, to think about those things as we head into what can be a bit of a crazy time of the year and focus on trying to make some really special memories um, in, within our own family. One fun ritual that we do have is to make mini gingerbread houses every year. So every year I make three quite small houses. They're not huge elaborate houses. They're quite small and tend to be fairly simple, but we each have one. I have one and Annabelle and George each have one and we sit at the table together and decorate them with icing and some lollies and whatever else uh, we decide to put on them. And then sometimes they last until Christmas day and sometimes they don't. Usually I use mine as a centerpiece on our Christmas table. But that's something uh, that we look forward to doing together every year. And as our children have got older, I thought they may have lost interest in doing that. But they really look forward to it each year. And I suppose time will tell whether this year they still want to do it, but I think they will. Christmas can be a tricky time of the year. Uh, my family are a little bit fragmented and spread far and wide across the countryside. And with potential border closures this year, who knows where we will all end up by Christmas Day. But we're not the sort of family that all gathers around a large noisy Christmas table. We tend to catch up with various parts of our families in smaller chunks, which is great. Um, but also a reminder that this time of the year is not all about tinsel and perfect happy families all of the time. The end of Christmas Day almost always ends up with us being at one of our dams. So towards the evening or late afternoon, we might pack up our yabby nets or our canoes, depending on how much water we have at that time, and some leftovers from lunch to enjoy for dinner, some cool drinks, and the kids can go swimming. We can all just relax. And if we have some neighbours or friends around at that time, they might call in in the afternoon to share a drink or to share an easy dinner with us. And it's just a really nice time to be by the water, uh, watch the sunset and enjoy our beautiful property and the space that we are so lucky to have around us. Our property is about an hour's drive from our nearest shops, which is fairly manageable in the big scheme of things. But still, I like to be as prepared for Christmas as I can without leaving it um, to a last minute rush, particularly, particularly as the weather starts to get hot. I find it quite stressful to be in town when it's very hot and very busy and I'm trying to make last minute decisions. So I do try to prepare the food and all the other bits and pieces for Christmas in advance. We're lucky enough to have a cool room and plenty of freezer space. So I make use of both of those in the lead up to Christmas. And my husband, Terry, actually is a much better shopper than I am and a lot more patient. So he often tends to be the one who'll do any shopping for last minute fresh things that we need a few days prior to Christmas. So that's great. And I'm very happy with that arrangement. Thanks, Jane. And oh my goodness, doesn't that Panettone ice cream cake sound so heaven? I wonder how many Grazy Her readers have given it a go. 
The Christmas menu is everything, isn't it? It's exciting and stressful all at once. You can pour over it for weeks in the lead up and I actually have no doubt that many people do it for months. When you live in rural Australia, food preparation is pretty essential given the distance that you have to travel to get to your nearest big town. Claire McTaggart knows this. She's another writer for the Grazy Her Crowd and this is what is on her list this year. Hi, I'm Claire and on the Christmas menu this year we have rib fillet with horseradish and prosciutto, duck and lychee salad and pineapple and maple glazed ham. We live almost two hours west of Rockhampton, central Queensland, and we'll be spending Christmas in Yapoon with my extended family. We have a mix of roast, seafood and salad on the menu because it's just so hot and humid at this time of year. I love how Christmas gives us pause to appreciate how lucky we are to be surrounded by dear friends and family. It's the anticipation of good company and food and a collective goodwill that makes it so special. We have a cattle property and it can be difficult in December to get away unless there's been rain. This year we had three potty calves, a Jack Russell pup and the rest of the farm menagerie to care for. So careful preparation goes on so that we can be away stress-free for a couple of days. Leading up to Christmas, we stock the cold room with beef, ham, trays of luscious local mangoes and lychees and bottles of champagne. Being close to water, whether it's a pool, the ocean or a river, is the best way to spend Christmas and Boxing Day in central Queensland. We plan to, plan to spend lots of time on the river, water skiing with family and friends, and this year we've ordered matching ugly Christmas rashies to stay sun safe and add to the good vibes of the festive season. Our favourite Christmas rituals are to go to Christmas Eve Mass and then hang stockings before bed. On Christmas morning, we're woken very early with some excited little people who have to wait until after breakfast, which is eggs and hams, to open gifts. After lunch, it's time for a swim and beach cricket. Napping at any point is completely acceptable, as is stealing away to read that new novel. Wishing you a happy and safe Christmas break with your family, with plenty of rain for those that need it. Take care, Claire. Let's take ourselves right to the other side of Australia now to chat with Cara Peak, who's recently been a guest on the Life on the Land podcast. This is what she's going to be doing on the 25th of December, 2020. Eat. We eat a lot. We is a Yaru Bunaba woman and will be on her country around Broome in the Kimberley. Her family is, as she says, devoutly Catholic, and so Christmas is always a big time for them where there are huge family gatherings. Yeah, so my um, my grandmother was devoutly Catholic and um, there's a big uh, influence of Catholicism in the Kimberley. I'm not Catholic myself, but um, they, they celebrate Christmas, so I t- take part in that, and we... But I tell you what, we have the best food. I think pretty much everybody in the family can cook. And so um, we have a mix of traditional Christmas food, Asian food, seafood, you name it. And But keeping in mind that, you know, my grandmother was one of 13. My mum is one of nine. And um, I'm in my generation, and there's 29 of us. Um, first cousins and um, the next generation down. So my our bibbies and 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 what now our um, 
nieces and nephews and the kids that we have a cultural obligation to, there is 50 of them, but I think that there's soon to be 51 because my, my cousin is pregnant. So um, there's plenty of mouths to feed as Do well. you all gather together? The majority, yeah. The majority of us uh, gather together. It's just... Um, it's just a little bit tricky right now, obviously, because of the border restrictions, but the most most of the family lives in Broome or Western Australia anyway. So it's very loud, and um, but, it, but it's good. It's good for the soul. That sounds like a pretty good Christmas to me. And what is not to love about the Kimberley? We're going to take a little break from all the eating and Christmas excitement for a note from our sponsor. The Rural Financial Counselling Service New South Wales Southern Region works with farmers, foresters and fishers to help strengthen rural and regional communities by offering a confidential and expert sounding board to discuss your farm business plans and help with strategies to reach your goals. Funded by the federal and state governments, RFCS offers their services at no cost, giving farmers a leg up in tough times. Think of RFCS as a business partner who is an expert in agricultural financial management who can also connect you to a network of support designed specially for rural businesses. RFCS strengthen their communities by helping rural businesses be prepared, responsive and sustainable. Rural Financial Counselling Service is an objective view from outside the farm gate where their only agenda is your success. Call them to talk about your farm's future success story. 1800 319 458 or rfcsnewsouthwales.com.au As we traverse these huge distances, it makes me think that many of you are probably listening to this podcast while you're on the road, because for so many of us, family is spread far and wide across this great land, and it does mean in order to catch up and celebrate and get together, many kilometres must be spent driving. And that's what rural communications expert Robbie Sefton will be doing, a road trip. I dream of road trips. Um... I'm driving to Denny, so that's about a 10 or 11 hour drive down the Newell Highway, doing 115 k's an hour, which I really like. If I could go faster, I would. I like driving fast, but I don't. I sit on cruise control. So um, driving to Denny and spending it with Pam, my mother, and, um, and, and certainly some of my family will be around um, over the Christmas time too. So I love going home to Denny, and I love Denny. It's a great town. It's got a lot of um, a lot of spunk, that town. It's had some really tough times. So going to Denny with Alastair, road trip's great. Get to talk about all sorts of things, play some good music, an audio book or two, and maybe a podcast, but often quiet time too. So, yeah, road trip. And what do you, do you traditionally eat anything as a family around Christmas? No, no, we don't. We're not that formal. We do like... Pam likes to have a, you know, we do have a ham. She used to have hot food, but now it's like, just have ham and salad. But, you know, trifles, she likes trifles. So I put as much alcohol as I can into a trifle. And um, so, yeah, just, just relaxed, really. Not too, certainly not too formal. 
and um, we're usually all pretty tired because <laughs> we're exhausted from the year. So it's um, a time for a rest and it's hot, usually in Denny, you know, it's nice dry hot heat. So um, just sometimes catching up with some mates down there, some good friends and um, but just cruising, very informal is good. Hi, my name is Sophie Hansen. I live with my family on our farm just out of Orange in central western New South Wales. This year for Christmas, we'll all be descending on my mum and dad's place near Rydal, which is just a couple of hours away from us. Um, I'm one of four kids and we all have kids of our own now, so there's always quite a crew, but we all manage to squeeze in. Um, what do I love about Christmas? I think for me it's the anticipation of it all, of seeing my brothers and sister and family who I don't get to see very often. It's that wonderful moment on Christmas Eve when all the presents are wrapped, all the travelling's done, school term's finished, work is on pause, everyone's finally in the one place and we can just pour some lovely cold bubbles, pass around some cherries and in the case of my family at least, have ourselves a very competitive game of croquet before dinner. Uh, Christmas Eve is our big event. Mum's family is Danish, so it's always been a really special night for us. We have, um, probably weirdly to most people, rice pudding to start, uh, Riesengrod, which is a Danish uh, kind of Christmas dish, and uh, Mum always hides a little almond in one of the dishes, and whoever finds the almond in their dish of rice pudding has to kind of keep it a secret, and at the end of the meal produce it, and then they get a little box of chocolates or jellies or something as a present. So it's always good fun trying to figure out who's got the almond in their mouth, um, and we always have that with a little knob of butter and some cinnamon sugar on top. So my son Tom, who's 11, thinks that's basically the best Christmas meal ever. He has about three bowls of that, and that's it for Christmas Eve, but um, we let that one go. Um, so yeah, we start with rice pudding and then, um, my husband Tim will barbecue up some of our beautiful venison that we farm here on our farm. We wrap it up with prosciutto and we barbecue it and then serve it with red currant, uh, sauce. My sister makes her famous potato bake, um, and just some greens. And then for dessert on Christmas Eve, we always have, um, an ice cream pudding that mum makes, which is, she just melts like blue ribbon ice cream and then chops up heaps of violet crumbles and frozen raspberries and viennese almonds and lots of yummy things and then kind of freezes it in an ice cream like a pudding mold and that is delicious with a bit of raspberry coolie um so that's our christmas eve uh, i guess christmas wraps up for us uh on boxing day or christmas night um depending on what everybody's up to generally um everyone's just sprawled out on the lawn exhausted for uh the kids the little kids might be watching a movie and if i have my way um we'll all have a massive game of racing patience or bananagram so that's my christmas uh wishing everybody else um a very very happy christmas and uh, take care And so, from all of us here at Grazy Her, Merry Christmas and may your travels, if you are lucky enough to be doing so, be safe. If you and your family are in lockdown somewhere due to COVID-19, maybe and hopefully you could glean a glimpse of happiness and excitement from the shared experience of this podcast. Thank you to our sponsor for this episode, the Rural Financial Counselling Service for New South Wales. And just a note, if you're a bit disorganised, like me, and flapping around trying to find last-minute Chrissy presents, Grazy Her has just released its awesome new 2021 diaries. You could not go wrong with this as a present. Check them out and buy them at grazyher.com.au. 
Thank you so much for being with us on our 2020 podcasting adventure. We have so many more wonderful stories coming your way in the new year. So stay tuned, take care and Merry Christmas.